Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Learning to Sit Still podcast. If this is your first time listening, welcome. If you enjoyed today's episode, would you consider leaving a review? It helps so much when people are looking for a podcast and deciding whether or not they want to listen. Also, don't forget to visit my website to find free Bible reading plans that you can download, as well as several other resources like the Sit Still My Daughter magazine and 30 Days to Journaling. Your purchase helps support this ministry. Now, for today, I wanted to share a few thoughts from my personal quiet time in hopes of encouraging your heart as mine was as I wrote them down. As some of you know, I chose to read through the Book of Psalms this year, and I have truly enjoyed this journey. I have been able to take my time and really unpack certain verses and gain a deeper understanding of not just what they mean, but how they apply to my life right now. The first thought was the theme of praise. I know that in many ways, the book of Psalms is seen as a huge hymn book, which is true, but I couldn't help but notice just how often the psalmist called for praise in various forms. Listen to Psalms 111, verse 1. Praise ye the Lord. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart in the assembly of the upright and in the congregation. The psalmist says he will praise the Lord in the assembly of the upright and in the congregation, which got my wheels turning, so I decided to look it up. The word assembly has the idea of a smaller private group, like a circle of friends, while the word congregation means larger gatherings of God's people. We should be a people who are characterized by praise wherever we go, whether that is when we get together with our friends and we share something that the Lord has done for us, or when we are at church and have the opportunity to give public praise to our God. Over and over, there are verses and psalms about singing praise, speaking praise, and even shouting praise. Everyone we gather with should hear about how wonderful our God is and what he has done for us recently. Do you know what that requires of us? Intention and attention. God does things for us every day that are praiseworthy, but we often miss it because we are not paying attention. It also takes intention to share what he has done with others. We are quick to complain and criticize, but how often do we speak about the wonders of our God? Our conversation must be intentional if we want to give God the praise he so justly deserves. Can I challenge you to be attentive to the goodness of God, and intentional when you visit with someone. I believe we would be amazed at how much we truly have to be thankful for and the impact it will have on those around us. Let's praise God in our circle of friends and in our churches. Next, I want to share something from Psalms 106, verses 43 to 45. Many times did he deliver them, but they provoked him with their counsel and were brought low for their iniquity. Nevertheless, He regarded their affliction when he heard their cry, and he remembered for them his covenant and repented according to the multitude of his mercies. I want to hone in on the word nevertheless. This passage speaks about Israel's struggle with rebellion, how they often provoked the Lord, suffered the consequences, endured the humiliation of being defeated by another nation, and finally cried out to the Lord for deliverance. This is an all-too-familiar tale with not just Israel, but us as well. As I read these verses, my eye was drawn to the word nevertheless, and when I looked it up in the dictionary, it meant in spite of, 
I had to really stop and let that sink in and I ask you to do the same. Think about how that applies to our life. In spite of our rebellious nature, our choice to sin, to behave foolishly in spite of all of that, when we cry out, God still hears our cry. That is a powerful thought. If someone acted like that to us, our human nature would be to ignore their cries at least for a little while, but not God. Nevertheless, in spite of it all, he still hears us. He still loves us. He still extends mercy, forgiveness, compassion, second chances, and so much more. I was so blessed and convicted by this thought. How many times has God implemented his nevertheless with me? How often have I rebelled and gone my own way, suffered the consequences, and cried out to him, and he heard? May we be women who remember that our God still loves us in spite of what we have done and extends his mercy to us, which is new every morning. But may we never take advantage of that. The last thought I want to highlight today is found in Psalms 116 verse 9. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. Did you know that your walk is reflective of your life? Remember the old saying of your walk talking louder than your talk talks? It's because what we do is proof of what we truly believe. We can say one thing, but if our walk doesn't match, it is our words that lie. We are told to walk worthy of the Lord, to walk worthy of the vocation wherewith we are called, and to walk in the light. Our walk matters, especially when it comes to others, because it may be the only gospel they ever see. So, what does our walk say about our belief? Over and over in Hebrews 11, we are told of people who walked the talk. Abraham believed God and was willing to sacrifice his son Isaac on the altar. Noah believed God and built an ark. Rahab believed God was the one true God and staked her whole future on him. Notice something else in that verse. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. We only have our time on earth to walk before the Lord. When we arrive in our eternal heavenly home, we can no longer show people what we believe through our walk. And remember that we don't know how long of a season that may be, so we must make the most of each day to walk before the Lord. Let's be women like Rahab and Ruth, who walked before the Lord in full faith, whose testimonies have inspired millions for Christ. Let's make sure that our walk matches our talk. And that is where we will end today's episode. I do want to extend one last challenge, and that is to be faithful in your quiet time. I know I mention this often, but please know that I only do this because it's so important. Even if it is just 10 minutes reading a couple of verses, God's word never comes back void. And the more you read it, the more it will come to mind during moments of difficulty and seasons of discouragement, or even in the midst of a conversation with a friend who is struggling, the more we spend in the word of God, the more we will know him and find the strength to continue our journey. Dwell in the quiet place, my friends. I promise it will always be time well spent.